Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. This is a special edition about photo aid, and I've got um, Terry's at the desk with me, but also Damien at the desk. Damien, welcome. Thanks so much, guys. It's um, it's awesome to be here. It really <laughs> it's is. great so, to have you here. Yeah, really grateful. Yep. So look, Terry and I did a we did a podcast a little while ago about the bushfires because we we put the idea of how photographers could um, help the community, and you guys had a similar idea as well. So if you can just kind of give us a bit of background on how photo aid, I suppose, how it was born and the people behind it. Yeah, look, I guess we didn't, you know, looking at the charities that have been involved, we knew that there was an incredible response from the Australian public and we knew that anything that we were going to do was going to be a very small link in the chain Mm -hmm. in comparison. But I guess based on a lot of the work that I've done in the past and work within the community and mental health sector, seeing that even the smallest links in the chain are critical links. So basically had an idea to, you know, get a bunch of photographers together and donate some prints and throw them up on a wall and see what we could do. See yes. what we could sell either just direct sales or, or as an auction. Yep. And but it's, it's, it's kind of grown a bit more since that initial mm. idea, but hasn't it? It's grown hugely. In fact, it's been a very fluid process in, in its growth <laughs> and it's certainly far different to what we initially thought it would be but it's it's developed into this amazing platform that I think we're all really proud uh, is is what it is. Mm-hmm. So. And, and I think look the, one of the opportunities I suppose for people who are based in Brisbane this is an incredible opportunity to hear some incredible speakers to be around a bunch of creative photographers so I think you know Brisbane we quite often miss out on these opportunities of getting these types of events so I think it's 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 a you know timely thing that people should get involved with. Absolutely. I mean there's been a number of motivations in in bringing this event or series of events together. Obviously fundamentally we wanted to raise some cash for yeah. some really important work that's happening in the communities that have been affected, mm. but also moving forward long term, you know, looking at what that recovery means and well and truly acknowledging that the recovery isn't just rebuilding houses, mm. it's communities rebuilding, looking at how they can be resilient to mm. ultimately accept the fact that these, you know, horrific events are going to happen again yeah, and how they can, I guess, develop uh, some strength to, to be able to deal with that and some mm. tools. Yep. I thought I might just take you back to talk about, because you've worked in some of these areas, particularly around the mental health and understanding that, and that's going to be... For a lot of these people, that's going to be one of the biggest challenges and one of the biggest things they're going to have to deal with for for years to come. And I suppose it's hard for someone on the outside not really understanding that. So, But you've had some uh, involvement in that space. So some of the stuff that you've worked on previously. Yeah, so back in 2012, after the floods of 2010, 2011, I worked on a 11 um, short documentary project that was filmed over a year and a half. Uh, that was looking at uh, small communities throughout Queensland. So I travelled all over Queensland um, filming communities and how they responded uh, through events to those natural disasters. That's amazing. Yeah, purely yeah. purely to bring the communities together. So yeah. in some instances there were rural communities where farmers hadn't come off their land for three years and it was the first time that they'd wow. come together. So it was an incredible response. 
And that project, I learned an incredible amount. In fact, I, I honestly feel like I got far more out of that project than anybody that I, I filmed did, yeah. uh, which I'm eternally grateful for. But the interesting thing was, was uh, for me, identifying what long-term recovery actually means. Uh, so the project really talked about, okay, we've rebuilt houses, we've cleaned up things, you know, our communities after the floods, but people, yeah. people take time to recover. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to the point where they can, you know, people or children can walk outside, see clouds in the sky and and have panic and anxiety attacks. Yep. So how how is it that long-term moving forward, because the rains will come again, yep. the floods will come again, how can people, you know, mm. cope with that reality? And I think, look, it's been... It's been really interesting how there's quite a few photographers have jumped on board since they've kind of heard this idea that you guys put out. And uh, and I think that just shows, I suppose, but Australia in general has really, I think this has really made people come together. Yeah. Um, so we hope that that momentum keeps happening, that you know, we don't forget about these people. Absolutely. Once it goes out of the media and, and the kind of the focus goes on to something else, that these people are still going to have to rebuild their lives. Absolutely. And uh, the fires is exactly the same. It's There is going to be that long-term rebuilding where communities have to come together to support each other. Mm. And as city dwellers or people that largely haven't had to deal with, uh, you know, what's been happening with the fires, yeah. how can we help in that process? And, I mean, as I said earlier, while fundamentally the aim was to raise some money, there's also, I think, a huge importance to have a conversation around that long-term recovery for communities. Yeah. But also looking at what we've relied upon to really understand how devastating the fires are, looking at the work of photojournalists and social documentary uh, workers, how how can we shine a light on the work and the importance that they do, particularly within the realms of current media consumption mm. and the, the intense noise and amount and volume of content that we see, share, consume online. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's important at the moment because... You know, there's a there's a term that's put out there, fake news, which we hear quite a bit about, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of the lot of the stuff that people are consuming now isn't based on good no. journalistic um, practice. No. So it, it I think it kind of emphasises the importance of having good photojournalists out there. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. and authentic information as well. I think that's really important to to yeah. have that access to. I think being in a city, we're we're so isolated from the from the issues that we don't really understand the full effect or the gravity of everything Absolutely. that's going on. So yeah, look, I mean, we we as I said earlier, we're relying on these these men and women yeah. who are working within those fields across all areas, from photo editors down to you know people that are out in the mm. field shooting. Yeah, mm. uh, we're really relying on on the work that they do for us to have a realistic a realistic grasp and understanding of how bad these fires are. Mm. Without some of the images and footage that we've been consuming, it would be impossible to truly understand yeah. the speed and ferocity of of, of what's been happening. And I have to say, you spoke about the floods in 2011 mm. and comparing that natural disaster to the natural disaster that we're experiencing at the moment with the fires, the documentation that we're seeing is completely different. It's we the access to instant imagery via our mobile phones and whatnot and people sharing it on social media. We are seeing so much of this devastation in such graphic formats as yeah. well. So and in real time. In real time, yeah. absolutely. So it is, it's having such a huge impact on everybody in the way that we can see everything and we can we can hear it we know exactly what's going on um but as you say you're talking about documenting it in a in a really authentic kind of way i think yeah. that's really important as well absolutely. that you're getting the right messages across when you're capturing yep. this imagery absolutely so it's, yeah it's yeah. critical um it's why we've it's I, and i mean that 
kind of perspective has really shaped who we've approached and who we have on board for the conference from a speaker perspective because yeah. we, we not only have people that have been working in the front lines um, but also people that, you know, are lecturers at university who lecture uh, students of photojournalism. Wow. So how are they working with students to, to prepare them to move yeah, into right. that, that that area so in fact one of the speakers was a lecturer of mine when I studied photojournalism so 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 the speakers are speaking over the weekend of the event aren't they is that yeah so how long does it run for what's the duration yeah so the um the photo aid events uh run from the 18th to the 23rd of February Mm -hmm. and the 22nd and 23rd which is a Saturday and Sunday uh is a two-day conference that's fantastic yeah so uh so essentially it's a $200 donation to attend the conference which for a two-day conference of speakers and panel discussion I think is fantastic value, especially mm. for the calibre of speakers that yes, we've been able yep. to attract. Uh, and if you would like to also be a part of the ex- – we have an exhibition and print swap. And to be part of that process, it's a $100 donation. So, yeah, which I think is a, a fantastic way. We've got photographers, everyone from, you know, some really high-end landscape photographers throughout Australia, right down to people who are, are shooting photography just for the love and passion of shooting mm. landscapes and family and all the rest of it. What's, yeah. the, what's the latest date that people can actually submit images to the print swap? Yeah, so we're accepting prints up until a few days before the exhibition starts on the 18th. Yeah. Uh, so just because logistically there's a lot that we have to do to get, yeah. you know, so many images that are A2, so they're quite big in size, Yeah. Um, printed and hung on the walls. Yeah, so people um, are submitting digital images if that's, that's right. That's correct, yep. yeah. So yep. one of our supporters is uh, Darren Jew's Living Image, which is his print studio. Yes. Uh, so he's actually doing all the printing for us. Oh, amazing. Uh, and we've, uh, we've, we're being supplied media uh, photographic paper from Ilford, which is hugely oh, appreciated. So stop that. Yeah, some beautiful paper. Yeah. Ilford's my favourite paper. Oh, it's... Uh, it's <laughs> Yeah, it is in yeah, a stunning. Yeah, it's paper. incredible. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's being supplied by Ilford, which again we're incredibly grateful yes. for. Mm. And uh, so yeah, we need to get those images obviously prepped and ready and printed uh, for hanging. Uh, yeah. Just before the exhibition. So if you're considering it, get your pictures in straight away. So Absolutely. That you can, yep. 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 Yeah. So we're also offering capacity for people who don't necessarily, you know, aren't members of camera clubs or or haven't studied photography or worked as photographers, uh, but maybe just participate in, in social media like Instagram, the opportunity to also be involved. So it's a oh. $40 donation as a buy-in. Yes. And your image is printed on an A2 sheet of Ilford paper so you can be a part of the exhibition as well. So people that would perhaps never get the opportunity to have an image hanging in a gallery do. Oh, my goodness. That is such an amazing... Yeah. Amazing thing for people to to kind Absolutely. of contribute to. Yeah, so and it it means it's a little bit more cost effective. Yeah, and it also means people's images are hanging next to the images of oh people my who are some of Gosh. Australia's most recognised photographers. Because I tell you what, there's nothing better than seeing your image up on a wall in a gallery. Absolutely. It's, there's something magic about yeah, it. Absolutely. And I, I think the other part of it too is 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 um, you got the conference, which is fantastic. Mm. But I think it, on the Tuesday, that's when the gallery people can actually go to the gallery. That's correct. And look yeah. at the images. And what that, I think it's is it ten to four each day or ten to four each day from yep. uh, the Tuesday the eighteenth through to Friday. Yep. Uh, the twenty first, and then uh, we're about to release the schedule for the conference. But the conference on Saturday morning will open at 9.30 for arrivals and registration. Yep, perfect. Amazing. Yeah. So, Sounds so, like such a great event. Well, I think it's an opportunity, like I said, for people in Brisbane who previously may not have been able to travel. Yeah. To, I mean, typically the 
um, Sydney and Melbourne attract those type of that's uh, right. conferences with that caliber of speakers. Absolutely. Mm. So, and for a lot of people, that's the cost of, of getting there is it's prohibitive. In itself, so yeah. this is this is kind of a very, I suppose, cost-effective yeah. way to kind of, like I said, get dip your toe in if you've never been to a conference. Absolutely. I, I've been fortunate enough to to get to a few conferences, and I can you know I can tell you that. Listening to some of the photographers and um, I suppose their psyche and has mm. been helpful to my photography career. Yeah, just better yep. to take that in and and listen to people and, and gives understand. you a bit of an inspirational gusto, doesn't it? You well, get home and you're like, okay, I'm going to get to work right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Like, I mean, it, yeah. it, I think that's what we do as photographers. Like, it, you're better off if you can create that creative space and you can, and it, that's what it's basically doing. Getting it. Absolutely. I, I mean. I could list off a number of photographers whose presentations I would go and see, you know, right up until recent ones, but certainly in the early days of, of, you know, my first involvement with photography, who were absolute inspiration for me and really helped to shape the direction that I wanted to go and the work that I wanted to do. So, again, if we can be a small link in the chain that helps people do that yeah. now, then... Yeah you know, mission accomplished. Yep. I think it's also a really good opportunity for the younger photographers to get out there that don't have that experience in the documentary photojournalism realm to have a look at it and to get a feel and get a sense for what it's all about to, to maybe consider if that's an area that they want to go into and develop their skills. Absolutely. I, I, I think there's two areas there that we really look forward to help facilitate. Yeah. And that's encouraging people to consider that as an area. Yeah. I think there's a lot of areas that you can be involved in with, with photojournalism or social documentary that people perhaps aren't fully yeah. aware of. Um, and, I mean, that could mean just helping your local uh, community organisation yeah. create some images to tell a story. Yes. It, yep. it doesn't mean that you're, you know, necessarily flying off to a foreign That's country right. or, yeah. or a remote area. And for those photographers out there that are, that are family photographers or they're shooting weddings or anything, events, anything like that, something like this conference is so beneficial to teach you those skills to tell a story through your images if you're not already doing it. Absolutely. Like it's amazing what you can pick up. Absolutely. I think the idea of uh, shaping images around authenticity yeah. across all areas of photography now is a, yeah. is a, a really it's important It's a really thing. big move happening at the moment. People are starting to go back to wanting to see authentic imagery and things that are real and that haven't been um, contrived and created in such a way. That I, I think the real. Instagram filter thing you know, <laughs> is kind of... Hopefully on its way out. <laughs> yeah. Look, we see there's a lot of trends in photography. In photography and digital yeah. digital has enabled a lot of things new things to happen yeah so we've seen mm. those trends but i think there's it's interesting i saw two black and white images and i'm i'm a big fan of black and white because that's how i started in the dark yeah. room shooting yep. black same. and white yep same so you know? <laughs> i love it but there's two images that i've seen that really stand out one one is a picture of it's a car that's parked all everything's burned around the car's completely burnt and there's these river of uh, molten aluminium from the wheels that's run down the hill that's con you know, made wow. these fingers. So you've got this very stark, yeah. you know, black and you've got these, you know, bright chrome things. But And I looked at that and from a photo, you know, from a photo point of view, it's a very striking photo. Mm. But as I looked at that picture, I started to think about what that car meant to someone. That was someone's means to get to in their employment, you know, yeah. to pick up their groceries. That's all take gone now. With the yeah. kids. So, and I think that's the importance of photojournalism that it helps people take stock of what's happened yeah. and for those photos. And there's another one. I mean, there's two photos that have really kind of affected me. And the other one was 
of a kangaroo up against the fence that's been oh, burned you alive. Spoke about that one, yeah. And and you can just see, you know, that this this poor animal has been trapped in this situation, mm. and you know it, it brings like it. It's very the severity of it. The really severity home, of it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, I think it really highlights the ripple effect on people's lives. Exactly what you were saying yeah. around that burnt out car. What yeah. actual uh, ongoing effect? Yeah. It's not just the loss of a car or a, an asset or a possession. Yeah. It's that ongoing flow uh, yeah. or flow on effect that it, it has on the rest of our lives. I think it also raises up the, the possibility that you're using images to actually heal yourself. So using it as a bit of a tool to, to heal through that grief process. So it's a very similar to, I guess, um, likening it to funeral photography. So you're creating something that can potentially be used as a tool to to heal mental health-wise, to mm. heal memories, to to create new kind of dialogue for yourself so that you're changing your attitude towards what has happened. It can yeah. be really powerful. Absolutely. Um, I think to our interaction, because so much of what we consume is digital, yeah. our interaction with a print is always going to be very different. Oh, goodness, so yes. the opportunity, you know, it's why, I, I mean, it was advice that was given to me. Uh, so it's certainly not me that's speaking right now. It's yeah. other photographers that, that have supported my journey. But that interaction with an image when it's a print, when it's a finished print, is completely different. Especially on Ilford paper when you Especially can touch Especially on that. Ilford paper. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I just wanted to touch just on you mentioning that image of the, the burnt kangaroo that yes. was quite iconic. Yeah. Yep. So Brad Fleet, who shot that image, he's actually one of our speakers. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. fantastic. So to hear his process and his ideas around the topics that we're going to be talking about, opportunity to meet him and uh, and have a chat with him and hear him speak, it will be amazing. And he'll talk a little bit about his background, about how he ended absolutely. up in that position. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. really great. Yep. That's awesome. And I think I think that's the thing. And look, um, you, you mentioned Darren Jew, um, mm. and Darren's doing the, the printing of these. But a little bit of the background of Darren because he's he's quite involved in, I suppose, wildlife and preserving that type of stuff as well. So, and that's what I think that's the other part that's connected people is that the images like that kangaroo. Yeah. Mm. Um, that people have worked. How can we help? You know, absolutely. I mean, Darren himself has has so many iconic Im images from his career, and the way that he's able to capture wildlife and nature, I think, is is so unique to his uh, his style, and it certainly uh, helps us to connect yep. uh, with the importance of preservation of of wild space mm. and natural spaces. Yeah. Um, but also respecting the fact that you know when these sort of situations arise, we need to act and we need to mm. you know we need to respond in some way. Yep. Yeah, see and the in what, photography, you know, what an incredible medium to be able yeah. to do that. Uh, Damien, so uh, with the um, photo aid, yeah, part of it, obviously it's fundraising funds. Where are those funds going to be used and who's going to, you know, how that's going to be kind of channeled out to the... Sure. So primarily there's four charities that we are supporting. So Red Cross, as well as Wise New South Wales. So three of the organisations are directly supporting rehabilitation for wildlife that's been affected. Uh, so Wise New South Wales, uh, Wildlife Victoria and Fauna Rescue SA, obviously because of the uh, the massive effect oh, goodness, that we, yeah, we saw on Kangaroo, Kangaroo Island, Island, as well yeah. as other areas as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, also wanted to add in there that if there are specific charities that are directly assisting within the bushfire appeal that people would like to support, then we can support their donations going to those charities oh, as well. Oh, that's amazing. So we are obviously, you know, quite flexible in, in yeah. how we do that. We've selected those four charities as our primary primary ones, but uh, but certainly if there's specific charities that people want to support, not a problem. Yeah, yep. right. 
And look, as a part of this, like uh, there's so many people that have come together and are just volunteering their time and, yep. you know, the, the exhibition space for argument's sake. Um, you want to talk a little bit about where the exhibition's going to be held? Yeah, so after I spoke with Darren around the idea of having some images put up on walls, I thought, okay, we need to actually have a space to be able to do that. Uh, so I knew Irina, who's the director of Maud Street Gallery in Newstead in Brisbane. Uh, from previous exhibitions that I'd been there, I was connected with her on social media mm-hmm. and I thought this is a fantastic space because she has had some incredible work pass through the gallery doors yes uh, as well as some amazing sort of community-based events as well around getting people printing in dark rooms and discussions around wow. all facets of of uh, photography and, and and visual storytelling so I contacted Irina and she basically said hey I was having really similar ideas about what we could do and she offered uh, Maud Gallery as a space for us to use for the full week amazing. at no charge which is just incredible so yes Yep. something we're incredibly grateful for, uh, which just allows us to continue on with what we wanted to do from the very beginning, which is 100% of the funds raised yes. is going to the charities that need them. That's so. awesome. So but, is that uh, where the conference will be as well? Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so the conference will be held with the images around the gallery. Oh, that's so nice. So, so nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, I think that's, like I said, that's been echoed around Australia. We've seen so many photographers actually reach out and offer services and you know, make themselves available to do these things. And I mean, and even like the caliber, if you want to just give us an idea of some of the other speakers that are actually going to be speaking at the conference because there's quite a like a, a good solid lineup of people there. So, Absolutely. Look, we've been, you know, really very lucky in terms of the people that were that are willing to come and speak for us at no charge in yeah. fact um we've got people who are flying themselves into brisbane to be able to speak and paying for their flights oh, that's yes. amazing. to be able to do that so that has absolutely been amazing in fact the only people that have said no at a request to speak have purely be, been because that they aren't available yes at that yeah. time. So, yep. uh, they're either out of the country or, or doing other things yeah so we have been very very fortunate from that uh, from that perspective so we've also got Alison stephen taylor speaking she's an academic and uh, I guess a commentator around photography and photojournalism so she's going to be amazing to hear as well um, so Earl Bridger as I mentioned earlier he was one of my lecturers at university one of the things I and, and he's speaking uh, directly to nurturing visual storytellers so future visual storytellers yes. and one of the things I loved about Earl and having him as a lecturer was that he was really focused on people having in the field practical experience where they yeah. can so it really broke down those barriers around you know what does it mean to actually work as a photographer as opposed to, to studying it. Uh, we've got Sean Davey who was working in the front lines as well so as a photojournalist uh, and his his images are just astounding like mm. they really are quite amazing. Uh, Doug Spout who's really well known uh, within the photographic community he's going to be talking about photo books and the story of tragedy so uh, photo books are, are something that he's been passionate about for many many years um, and as I mentioned earlier Brad Fleet who's yep. uh, another amazing uh, photojournalist uh, that we'll have uh, mm. speaking and Elise Searson who's a, a documentary photographer her family was actually in the front line uh, or in the path of of fires that were coming through her community so she was not only documenting what was happening from a photographer's perspective but from a personal perspective as well well. you know she has a young child yep you know that reality of her family and her community being under threat so her perspective is going to be quite amazing and where was she was from Batemans Bay I think was it that's correct yeah Yeah. so that that's going to be and, and I think that puts another whole spin on it the fact that you that got a personal investment yeah in that whole process absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. and i believe darren's also speaking as well so darren's going to be facilitating and emceeing so he he's 
at this stage, not specifically speaking, yep. um, but he will be a part of the conversation and discussion, particularly during the panel discussions yep. as well. So there will be an opportunity in the panel discussions for people from the audience to ask directly questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely be inviting questions from the audience. Yes. Um, I think it's important to have that audience interaction. Yes. Um, and there's going to be questions. You know, it's the old saying of if there's one people in the room thinking about it, then... Yeah, then, then they all are. They all are. So, yeah, yeah. if we can have that... Uh, that uh, I guess that conversation shaped by what people are interested in, then yeah. absolutely. And I believe there's, there's an incentive too because obviously people who are studying photography obviously may not be able to afford to come along to the conference and they could really benefit that there's an opportunity for... And, yeah, you know, some people would like to contribute, but they can't be there in person because of, you know, prior commitments. That's right. So yeah. there's a process involved that we... Yeah, so we're opening up the opportunity for people who would like to sponsor a student to be able to come along to the, the two-day conference. In fact, our first two ticket sales were from people who knew they couldn't go and they mm. were happy for those tickets to be passed on to people, you know, like students uh, who, who uh, would be able to come along. So we're absolutely uh, taking expressions of, of interest or donations where uh, that can facilitate a student coming along. Yep. Um, as you, you know, as you said, uh, students quite often can find it a challenge financially. Mm. But we really see this conference as a fantastic opportunity yeah. to speak with and hear from people who are directly involved in uh, in photojournalism, uh, as well as you know working in the in the fires. I know, yeah. I know it's only early days, Damien, with with PhotoAid, but can can you see this being something that could continue on and maybe happen? Uh, you know, in in the future again, that you'll keep doing similar type of stuff, or yeah. Look, I mean, uh, as I said earlier, it's been an incredibly fluid process of photo aid developing, um, but we really see it now as a platform that will be ongoing, uh, and we're incredibly excited with with what that could mean in the future. And to be honest, that's going to continue to develop. So nothing is set in stone, nothing is is rock solid. I guess fundamentally, at its core, though. PhotoAid has been developed to facilitate conversation around how photographers respond to natural and social disasters and issues. Mm. Uh, so that might mean in the future we can somehow facilitate a process of funding for a photographer to work on a project if they can't get funding from anywhere else. Now, how that's going to happen, I absolutely can't yeah. tell you right no, now, no. but we really see the importance around supporting photographers to continue yep. that work that inspires discussion yep. and potentially social change. Is it also an opportunity to to provide some practical experience to up-and-comers as well, like potentially in the future? So you could be teaching them things like the etiquette that's involved around going and shooting something that's so delicate For sure. to a community. Because Look, absolutely. if you imagine, there's so many photographers out there that do have a habit of going into places now and they their social etiquette just goes straight out the window yeah and i think this is the, any natural disaster it's such a sensitive sensitive issue that you really need to yeah. be mindful of those things when you go into that environment Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've worked on a, a, a lot of projects connected with community health and around mental health, around yeah. suicide, acquired brain injury. Like there's a number of, of projects that I've worked on that have had incredibly sensitive material. Yeah. And you know, the sensitivities that you have to display That's and right. respect that you have to show That's for so people true. that after you leave, after that interview finishes, their reality continues and it will often continue That's right. forever. Their life has been changed by whatever event it is that they're dealing with. And you kind of want to hope to yourself that by, by interacting with people that you're providing them some kind of relief from the experiences that they've got at the moment. So yeah. you, you're creating a space where they can either not, not forget about but just kind of it alleviates that. The, the harshness of what's really happening. Absolutely. I think at the core of the, the point that you raised around 
um, you know, helping young uh, mm. photographers to understand how to act or yeah. what to do in those situations yeah. is just to help them understand the incredible responsibility That's right. that you have of not only how are you telling these stories visually, but what relationships are you developing with people yeah. in that situation. Yeah. And it may mean that, you know, in 12 months' time you go back and you continue photographing yeah. what their life is like now. Because you've What's created a relationship with those people. You can go back and you can, you can definitely, if you've created the right type of relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, not only a responsibility in the immediate terms, but responsibility for future photographers That's that right. want to work in a, in a similar context. That's right. Because yeah. if we do it the right way, we're creating a path that future photographers can go in and they can, they can really document in such a sensitive and really authentic and also respectful way yep, with these people. Absolutely. Yeah. I think some yeah. of the criticism of social media is that some of the people who kind of shoot in the social media space have been kind of a little bit gun-ho in their yeah. approach to things. And this been is, invading private properties and all sorts yeah, of things and this, just this, to get their instance perfect picture yeah and i think this is this is a situation where we you know you need to understand yeah yeah you know, we we talked about a in a podcast about one is it not appropriate to take photos and this is one of those sensitive sensitive issues where mm. i think a little bit of background education a little bit of acknowledgement it'll go a long way yes just understanding yeah. where where where, to, where the line falls and Absolutely. and how you walk that line i think too really asking your question to yourself and giving yourself a good audit Yes. your purpose and your yep. reason why. Yeah. Why am I creating these images? Yep. Am I being it, a nosy parker or do or I want to capture something to share? Do I actually want to facilitate understanding of the yeah. reality of this person or this community situation? Which is huge it's when you put it like that, difference. isn't it? Yeah. It is a massive difference. So there's a beautiful movie uh, with Natalie Portman in it where she is a young single mother and she goes through, I can't remember what the movie's called, but she goes through a tornado mm-hmm. experience. So there's a natural disaster and she actually wins a photographic competition with a photograph she takes of her daughter straight after the tornado. And I don't know if it's based on a true story or not, but just even that as an experience was so powerful to watch that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it really raises that question. And one of the reasons why I'm so interested in Elisa's work is when you're documenting something that is so personal to you. You have a very unique perspective, don't you? Your family that's going yeah. through that. And that's certainly not discounting other photojournalists. Not at all. No. Uh, photographers work. But I think it does bring a different element into the way that you work within that situation. So much and more your, powerful your and intimate why. with the response. Yeah. yeah. And that comes back to that purpose thing as well what's your what's your reason why and i think that really can be a driver for for going into those communities and and requesting permission or or working with them to document their situation because you are trying to inspire change or bring about awareness about yeah you know how people can help and this we've seen that yeah we've seen the the incredible response based on the the gravity of the images by these photographers and what they're doing yeah and i think that space is so big where Photographers, there's so many different areas that we can we can document and tell stories on, and mm. I've started to see some images come through of of trees, and they're starting to shoot new shoots. Yeah. So that that new life coming out of it. That's so fantastic. That, well, that's so, so there's there's different areas as a photographer you can choose to go and focus on. Mm. You know, there's there's the the human element, yep. the human cost. There's there's the animal element and the nature and how. How nature is is resilient. How nature comes back. Yeah. Um, and I think there's great stories to tell. How it's not. It, there is a lot of doom and gloom. Yeah. But there is a lot of hope. Absolutely. In there mm. as well. Yep. So mm. absolutely. And trying to capture that some of that that hope. 
Absolutely. Mm. And I mean, not only to remember the reality of how things were so that we don't ever forget, but also to give people hope, as you've said. Yeah. It's, it's hugely important. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I think it's, it's, it's a great, like, um, initiative. And, and I think we've, I mean, we're quite fortunate, you know, being based in Brisbane that, you know, um, and I've already bought my ticket, so I'm going along. And Fantastic. I'm really looking forward to, to listening to some of those um, speakers because, like I said, for people who haven't been to an event like this previously, it is well worth the effort mm. if you can get yourself there somehow because, like I said, you'll benefit um, so much from it. Yep. And I, I imagine that the event's going to be quite um, relaxed, that you, people will have the opportunity probably to talk to the speakers after afterwards. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So uh, the conference weekend isn't just the conference weekend. So we do have, and we haven't announced names yet, but we do have an auction of a small number of images, photographs, yep. as well as a few other items that have quite significant uh, historical value as well as value just for what they are. Yes. Amazing. Uh, so we're going to have a small auction as well on the Saturday night. Okay. And that's open to everybody. Does so that mean there's a party on the Saturday night? It does mean that there's <gasps> a party on the Saturday Sign night. Sign me up. <laughs> um, so that auction on the Saturday night is open to the public. That's so fantastic. everybody can come in. So if you're a collector of artwork or you're yeah. a collector of of uh, or interested in photography on any level, then you're absolutely most welcome to come along. Yes. And that means that we can, you know, with these uh, photographs and items, uh, we can raise some extra money That's and have amazing. a conversation and, and have a chat over a couple of drinks. Yep. I think one of the important things is obviously is getting the word out there about, about the event. Yep. So there's people out there obviously who may be in different parts of Australia who physically can't get there. Mm. But there's a few other ways they could help, I suppose, is like by sharing some of the stuff on social media and letting other photographers wear absolutely. it. Yeah. So, so there's two things I would say around that is uh, absolutely. Uh, while there definitely would be people who can't come along to the conference or, or the exhibition. There may be people within their networks who can and who mm. are interested. So we really appreciate uh, sharing information about PhotoAid or any of the posts on social media to try and encourage people to come along. Um, but also we've uh, allowed within the, the booking tickets, so through Eventbrite, which you'll find on the website and on Facebook, just if people want to make a donation, then they can. Oh, so it doesn't actually I was mean you have to submit a print or yes. you know come to the uh, the conference or anything. It just means that if you want to make a donation through PhotoAid, that money goes directly to where it needs to go, and you can do that. That's awesome. And, you know, we we fully respect that uh, for everybody. That means different things. So mm. if it's a if it's a five dollar donation, if it's a one dollar donation, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it means that uh, you know there's some some money being raised for people that desperately need That's it. That's awesome. And, and look, I'd, I'd encourage people to participate in the submitting a print. I mean, sometimes that's quite difficult for people to, to pick an image that they put in. But Absolutely. the image doesn't really have to reflect anything around around the disaster that the event's kind of that's born, right. born from. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. it can be of any, any subject they choose. Absolutely. So... Um uh, one thing we really want to encourage people with the exhibition and the, the print swap and donation is that it doesn't have to be environmentally or documentary based. Yep. It can be anything. So if you're a landscape photographer, fantastic. If you're a family photographer, fantastic. If you're a wedding or any type of photography at all, then still life, you're absolutely welcome to uh, to submit a print. Amazing. Um, so yeah, we, we really do want to encourage. 
fundamentally, when I, you know, we first started talking about this project, the aim was to bring the photographic community together. Yes. And that's what we want to do. So sounds like you're getting you, you're doing a beautiful job of doing oh, that. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Really gorgeous. It looks so far so good. So, yeah. so absolutely. From the print perspective, it doesn't have to be documentary or environmentally based. Fantastic. Look out! We're going to be scamming our computers at home, aren't we? What can we put in? I can completely <laughs> well, appreciate. I I worked in Antarctica a few years ago with uh, some photographers, and I shot about fifteen thousand images, and I had thirty nine of them go into an exhibition. So I can totally appreciate <laughs> that, uh, that uh, you know choosing images, particularly now with the ease of shooting with digital, can be a, a bit of a challenging process. Well, I'm, I'm just from my own personal experience because I submitted my print. And uh, I did ponder because I've got a, a fairly large archive of, of work that I've done. You so. might have to submit more than one if that's a possibility. Uh, Look, you're welcome to submit more than one. That's, that's no problem at all. Um, so, but I did choose one and it's, it's, a, it's a print that, um, I, yeah, it's quite a, a print that I'm, or an image I'm quite proud of. Uh, so I just think, so if people look back at what they've got, pick something that they, they like. Yeah, and hopefully, like other people, will will get some enjoyment out of seeing those prints. And I mean, I'm really that's one of the parts I'm really looking forward to yeah. is walking around and looking at those images yeah. from other photographers to see how they see the world because we all creatively all see the world slightly different. Absolutely. And I can remember the first time I went to um, the Appers and walking around just looking at those images. You can't help not be lifted yeah. absolutely by, yeah. by seeing that. Uh, it is inspiring, absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the, I guess, one of the reasons that we wanted to have this event shaped in the way that we have as a print swap. Rather than it being about going to bid or purchase an image, it's a $100 donation to be part of something that's an exchange of two artists. Which I love that idea yeah. that you actually get something yeah. regardless. Of, regardless. Yeah, it's yep. really lovely. Yep. Yeah. So it means that you come away with an image um that that has come from another artist it's yeah a, it's yeah we love it yeah, so, yeah look, I, I had an experience a few years ago i had a um photographer reach out to me from the states and they'd seen a, a a shot that i'd taken and they and i'd followed this photographer and and they said we'd i'd love to buy that image to hang on my wall Aww. and i said well you've actually got an image that i really love how would you feel about swapping that I'll give you a copy of this and you give me a copy of that. And that's what we did. Fantastic. So, we, you know, printed it out, packed it up nice and secure, yeah. sent it off to the States and and, in and we used to do that at uni as well. Yeah. We'd yep. like each each other's images in yep. at uni. We would swap. I remember I used to take people, you know, in their old developing days where they put their test strips in yep. the in the bin. I'd always take them out of the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love the test strips. I'd be like, I'll just take it home with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so I think, look, the thing is, and, and I'll, I'll share a little, and Terry and I, we've talked about this previously, and we talked mm -hmm. about, we had my 18-year-old son on the podcast um, a while back, and we, mm. we wanted to get a young person's perspective on it. And, Brilliant. And he he'd started shooting, and but then he started printing. So in our kitchen, we've got a whole wall of images Fantastic. that he's printed. And remember wow. when we talked to Lachlan about how he felt about yeah. those images, being able to see them. Yeah. On the wall rather than on a screen. Yeah. And how they take on a new me. So whenever anyone comes into the home, they all, oh, look at those I images. I do love looking Brilliant. at pictures on the wall rather than rather than on a photo screen or whatnot. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, yeah. our relationship with images as prints is totally different to yeah. when they're just a, a digital image on yeah. the screen. 
my my dad unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago and afterwards we were going through old photographs he was originally from Italy and oh. you know a lot of those photographs are a little tiny you know, black and white th- three inches by yes. three inches black and whites and it's the <gasps> only print that exists they're beautiful aren't they and they're on that really crazy like fiber paper with yeah, the texture on it absolutely. yeah so yeah. holding those prints you know and the reverence and the respect yep. that yeah. you give them is 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling to have yes, that in yep. your hands. Have that. Ta- it's a tactile thing yeah. of having a tactile, print. tangible, uh, you know, uh, photograph. And as an artist, you make lots of decisions when it comes to printing your image. How big is it going to be? How Absolutely. am I going to print it? Am I going to change the um, the editing style or the darkroom style yeah. when I print it? Because yeah. things change as soon as you pop it to print. Your colours will be slightly different. Your shadows and your highlights will come out different to how you see them on the screen. So it's. Yep. It's, it's such an amazing experience to be able to do it. Absolutely. I mean, it's for that reason that I always, always recommend people to print their images because their interaction yeah. with it is differently. There's a gentleman recently, a friend, uh, a friend of mine called Greg, who I helped design a photo book that he had created from uh, work that he'd shot in India. And I said to him the first step is to do an initial cull yep. of images and selection of images. Yep. And I said, get them all printed as six by fours. Yeah. Lay, lay them all out on a floor or a wall. And I said, and just sit with them. Gosh, that takes me back to my uni days before we'd do our exhibitions and we'd do that. Yep. And you'd, you'd, you'd just, you'd be so surprised because you would get rid of images out of the set because they didn't work. Once you print yep. it, they don't work in a yep. series. It's yep. like yep. it doesn't it doesn't match. Yep. So you can, Actually, I'll, t- yeah. I'll share a story, and this has a Darren Jew connection. It was the first time I actually met Darren. Yep. And it was a uh, photo festival in Byron Bay. Each there was a number of photographers, and they set different challenges. Anyway, so one of the challenges was um, Darren had picked pineapples, so he gave us all a pineapple. And said, go and create an image with this pineapple. Brilliant. Right? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and so so I took this pineapple and I thought, okay, what am I going to, how am I going to create, what image am I going to create? Everyone's doing kind of the still life, yep. putting the pineapple. Anyway, so we're in this, we're, where we were taking it was there was an open field. So I've taken this pineapple out in the open field and a couple of things started going through my mind because what this image was, we had to, shoot the image and then come back and print the image and then Darren was judging the images, right? <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. So, um, and for people out there who don't know Jackie Rankin, yep. Jackie Rankin's a fantastic landscape photographer. So I took some inspiration from Jackie. Jackie's got a series of photos where she throws stuff up in the air and takes photos, yep. comes up with the landscape, takes some amazing photos. So I thought I'm going to channel a bit of Jackie here. I'm going to throw the pineapple. So I'm by myself. I'm throwing the pineapple up. I'm trying to shoot the pineapple. And I thought, I'm going to shoot it in black and white and I'm going to shoot it in high key. Yep. So I've shot this pineapple up. I've got the shot. I've come back. I've looked at it and I've said, that's the one I'm printing. Yep. I print it. And um, it went to, to judging on this on this weekend. And one of the things, the thing I won was actually was a, a um, to do a photo book. So yeah. it was a voucher yep. to print a photo book. Yep. So I pin- printed all the images that I'd captured that weekend, including that winning image, in a photo book. And having those pictures in a photo book was the first – that was the first time I ever did a, a photo book. Yeah. But it was just, just changes something, just yeah. having those, yep. those, those images there and be able to look for them yep. and be able to hand them to people and let yep. them look. 
Yep. Where, if, you know, if I hand you my iPad, you'll go, oh, yeah, okay, and you'll be flicking. Yeah, <laughs> it feels so temporary, doesn't it? Because you can flick through the images. But if you've got something that's tactile, it feels permanent. Yeah. Yes. Like it's there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, so it, it does take on, like I said, and that's one of the things I'll be excited to to walk through and see some of these images yeah. hang on the wall and, like I said, take something away hopefully from mm. from from that as well. Yep. So there's a couple of things. There's been a website that's been set up. Yeah. So Wow, that happened quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, look, as I said, we've done an incredible amount of work in the last uh, three to four weeks. Uh, so we have a website set up with information about all of our confirmed speakers. We're still waiting to hear back from a couple of speakers around their availability. Yes. So information about their uh, their work outside of uh, Photo 8 as well as their uh, their presentation. There's all the links uh, and information around donating for a print swap, uh, whether you're donating at the $100 level or the $40 uh, Instagram or social media level, as well as all the information about the conference and about PhotoAid, how that came about. That's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, if you want to contact us as well, you can do that through the website as well. So, so that's www. It's photo with an F. That's correct, yeah. So it's F-O-T-O-A-I-D. And we'll put that in the show notes anyway, so we'll have it in the show notes. That's so, great. Thank so people you. will be able to go back and have a look at that as well. But And, and the other thing too, obviously you guys have got a, an Instagram page as well. We do, yeah. So we're on Facebook and Instagram, so uh, be sure to jump on and... And, and like uh, I said, share share, share those share those images around because absolutely, yeah. We, we, look, we're getting posts out every day, so please, if you can, if you see them pop up in your feed, please make sure you do try and share them. Yeah. Uh, as I said, look, it may not be possible for uh, the primary person to, to go, but you might have someone in your network and your friends or family who, who you know that actually would really appreciate, would appreciate or, or, being or benefit. That's benefit right. being involved. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It really is the focus for us is to bring the community together for a, for a purpose. Um, so, yeah. No, it's fantastic. Amazing. So I think, um, look, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic idea that you put together and thank you from, you know, from the photographic community for actually, mm. you know, doing something because it does give people that uh, a purpose to be able to contribute absolutely. to. Absolutely. I think everyone's, like you said, the gallery owner had thought about doing something and it yep. was just... It just needed that kind of that that reaching out and saying, "Oh, great! This all this all pool of resources." It it really was minds just aligning. We were, as you said, you know, thinking and uh, along the same lines, and and yeah, we reached out and and we are here. So, Love it! Yeah, so exciting. Yeah. So look, I think thanks for coming in and like sharing that with us, and really look forward to that. And I hope look as many people as possible gets involved because, Thank like you. I said, it's a it's a well worth cause to get involved in i think and the other thing like i said we can all you know grow from this as yeah. well from absolutely and i think that's one of the things that that happens with all all tragedies that people do grow some strength from it as well absolutely mm-hmm. how can we make one plus one equal three yes exactly yeah, more growth out of yeah. out of less input and and just the energy from people yep i think it's a great thing Fantastic. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Um, all the information we've talked about today will be actually in the show notes. So jump on there and have a look. And like I said, definitely check out Photo Aid. It's something that uh, here at um, Focus we're supporting and, and we hope to see as many as are there and um, you know, enjoy your photography. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening.